world is noisy, God whispers the podcast is a production of Journeys Revealed Ministries. Glorify the Lord by your life. To learn more about this Catholic nonprofit apostolate, visit the website journeysrevealed.com. And now on with this month's show. It's been half a decade since I went through all the pain and struggle that came with the publication of my first book. The pain and struggle which you have now read about here in the pages that have come before this one. With that being said, you probably think that the publication of this book, since I have already lived through this process before, was easier for me to get through. Well, you'd be wrong. This one killed me too. Each and every step was painful. Yes, each and every step took me to the cross. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The World is Noisy, God Whispers, the podcast. I am your host, Julia Monin, author of The World is Noisy, God Whispers books. I was reading to you the opening paragraph found in the acknowledgments section of my latest release, The World is Noisy, God Whispers, Volume 2, My Trials and Tribulations. That was, like I said, the opening paragraph of the acknowledgments, me me mentioning to the readers that, hey, this one was really, really hard to get through to, to actually publish and, and, and to share with all of you. And I'm doing that for a particular reason. There's something else from the acknowledgments I want to read to you um, on on this month's podcast before we get into the main theme. Um, But really, let me dive into what we're going to be doing today. Today's episode is going to be just a little bit different. I have gone back and forth with with what I really want to record with you today. Um, But, you know, as Providence has it, when the time actually is here for me to sit down and record, and this is the only time I have this week in the schedule to do it right, so this is the time we're going to have to do it, whether I'm ready to do it or not, I'm realizing that, man, I don't have it in me today, right? I I just don't have it in me to record some uplifting, positive, um, hopeful um, podcast today, which was kind of some of the musings I I was leading with towards earlier this week. Um, And you know what? That's okay. Because by the time this is released on April 1st, 2023, we will be just approaching Holy Week, right? We're about to enter the holiest week of the year, this week where we really are asked, Holy Mother Church asks us to enter fully into the sacrifice gained for us, made for us on that cross. And so my soul is already leaning there, right? And so we're not, I am not physically in Easter yet as I'm recording this episode for you. So I'm not ready to record some um, Easter episode because here our Lord is preparing to suffer and die. We are not to the empty tomb yet. So I don't know if you're listening to this. By the time you're listening to this, maybe we're already in the heart of the Easter season and that's totally okay too. I think there'll be something for you in this in this month's episode regardless. But anyway, that's just kind of some musing as why we're going where we're going today. So <clears throat> I sit down to record. It's time to record this episode and that's my thought and prayer. I don't have it in me. <laughs> I don't have it in me to do this. So what can we do on this month's episode um, that that will um, lean into that a little bit? And so the thought occurred to me to just read to you a reflection in its entirety and let that be the episode today, to read to you a reflection in its entirety. And my eyes glanced to um, one particular reflection in my book. Um, what is the number? I'll tell you later. Stay tuned because... I got my hand turned to a different page for the time being. But my eyes glazed to one one certain reflection of this book. 
And so that's what we're going to do today. It'll be a little different. I don't have a lot of commentary. I don't have a lot of extra feedback to provide to it. It's just going to be me prayerfully reading through this reflection and letting the Holy Spirit do whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do with it in your heart as we approach Holy Week. Um, But before I do, I feel like I should give a disclaimer because I don't want to give the impression that this reflection I'm going to read to you today on this month's uh, podcast, on this episode, is one that I particularly love. That I'm like, oh, this is just so good. Listen to the beauty of these words and it's just so beautiful. Beautiful. And because I think it's so beautiful, I want to share it with you today. I actually want you to know that the opposite is actually the case. Um, if you follow me regularly, if you listen to the podcast regularly, if you read my weekly blog regularly, then you, you will know this reflection. This won't be a new one to you. It's one I shared in my blog last year as I was putting volume two together. Um, you'll remember that I was I was sharing reflections from volume two as the weekly blog post, right? That was helping me stay accountable, helping me stay in the book. You know, I wasn't having to write a new blog. Um, it was giving me time to really focus on just focusing on getting the book done. Um, and so I've shared this reflection with you there in that blog. Um, <clears throat> and I must say it was not easy for me to do it at that time either. For whatever reason, this reflection, um, I find it to be, you know what, let me just read to you what I wrote. In this acknowledgments, okay, this is my roundabout of getting to my point here. In the acknowledgments, I included at the end of my acknowledgments, here's what I said about it. And now for your own personal amusement and for some proof that I'm not making this whole, this was really hard, you guys, thing up, here are a few message messages I sent as I made my way through the process of publication to um to some of my friends who were helping me along the way with their wisdom and guidance okay so this was a text i sent to a friend of mine who was walking really closely with me as i was um, publishing um, putting volume two together and as sort of like the behind the scenes note that you're getting on this podcast that you haven't heard anywhere else what i was referring to in this message was indeed this reflection that i'm about to share with you on today's show so when i sent it as a blog um, I came back into the office. I sent it to um, to Keisha, who designs all my blogs. I sent it before I left for the week. And when I came in the next morning and was getting ready to prep the blog to go out for the week, and I saw it staring back at me, I'm like, oh, no, we're not sending that one. Like, I had panic, right? And so this is the Lord kind of me bringing me through this. And then after I read you this and we prep this, I am, as I promised, just going to end with, with this reflection itself. So here's this text, at least part of it, that I sent to this friend who was walking through me, um, walking with me during this time. I said, bear with me as I swap flies here in this text. I am preparing to send another blog out this week that is hurting me. It's like I'm pulling back the veil over my heart little by little. It's excruciating. I sent it as an option last week because it was the next in line in my writings and I didn't have time to think about it. Then when I got in today and saw it all put together, I panicked. I'm dying inside. It's kind of cheesy, which is fine because I'm kind of cheesy. But for some reason, I don't want to share it at all. And then last week's one I sent out. Oh my, I realized that that one had a message that only a select few will relate to. And that's fine. It really is. It has some depth to it. That's beyond what most are used to swimming in. And I get it. I totally get it. But it hurt to send that one out too. Once I send it on to be shared for the week though, I try not to balk, but man, do I want to. And I'm only able to share these reflections right now in this blog week after week because it's exposing only a little bit at a time. So no one is getting the full story as they read them one after the next after the next. Drop by drop is keeping the quote unquote true new me hidden in a way, I guess. But what will I do when the book is out and I can't hide anymore? Oh my, I'm a mess. (laughs) 
It's like I'm giving people access to stare into the depths of the intimacy shared with my beloved. And thinking about it is making me question whether this is something I should be doing or not. I mean, who does this? And why do I care? And why is this so hard? And why am I texting you this mess of a text to begin with? I should be taking this to spiritual direction and or confession and prayer and not bombarding you with it. And yet I know you are like me in the sense that you would rather get a text like this than some superficial message about how the weather is or something like that. Anyway, courage. I am feeling every last ounce of it that I don't have. And okay, I'm done. I've got 30 more minutes here at the office today, and I'm going to force myself to get into the book one step at a time. So as I began this episode, as I read the opening paragraph in the acknowledgments, I'm going to read it again. It's been half a decade since I went through all the pain and struggle that came with the publication of my first book. The pain and struggle, which you have now read about here in the pages that have come before this one. With that being said, you probably think that the publication of this book, since I have already lived through this process before, was easier for me to get through. Well, you'd be wrong. This one killed me too. Each and every step was painful. Yes, each and every step took me to the cross. So what I'm sharing with you here was just a teeny tiny step in this process of publication, going back through the reflections, editing, putting the book together, sharing little bits and pieces in the blog week after week. All of it was a step that was a painful one, one I felt each and every step of the way. Of course, God gave me the grace I needed, the people I needed to continue to take these steps. Our Lord does that. And doesn't this give us a lot to reflect on as we enter into Holy Week, right? Like the Lord... I remember I remember when I was living at this time in my life, going through what, what's captured here in volume two, my trials and tribulations. I remember seeking counsel during that time. Um, and it might have been in, in the sacrament of reconciliation. In fact, I think it was. But I remember the counsel I was given was, you know, the Lord could have died on the way. He, he could have, you know, he could have died during the scourging. He could have died as he was carrying the cross, but he didn't. He carried that cross all the way to the end. He fell along the way. He he needed a Simon of Cyrene to come carry the cross, a Veronica to, to, to wipe his face, whatever it was. He got that, those brief little moments along the way, but he didn't die before he got to Calvary, right? Even though he could have. And so the council was like, you got to keep going, right? You're not to the end of this yet. Um, and anyway, so that's that gives us a lot to reflect on as we as we get into Holy Week. And going back to what I shared with you in the acknowledgments of the book, yeah, when I got to got to the week where I shared this reflection, I'm going to read to you in its entirety here on today's episode. When I shared it in my blog for the first time, it was another one of those painful steps along the way. I came into work that Monday, I looked at it all all beautifully designed and put together in the blog, and I went oh no, I don't want to do that. And I can't for the life of me tell you why, except that I find it to be really, really cheesy. (laughs) And so with that being said, without further ado, I am going to read to you this reflection um, that that, uh, is on my heart to share with you today for whatever reason. And like I said, I don't have it in me to share a lot of commentary. Spiritually speaking, I am already leaning very much into Holy Week and um, very much just longing for silence and solitude and to just be with my beloved in his agony and with in his pain. And so I'm sort of out of words, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> but 
I think there'll be a lot for you to reflect on here in in this reflection. And so may the Holy Spirit do with it whatever he wills to do with it in your hearts and in your souls. Okay, so drum roll, what is this reflection I'm talking about? Okay, in volume two, in my latest book, it is reflection number 238, and it is called Jesus, My Brother. How would you describe Jesus to someone who knows nothing about him? Well, in short, Jesus is my brother who saved my life by dying in my place. But let me give you the longer version. Yes, allow me to explain. You see, through my own ignorance and selfish pride, I had gotten myself into a lot of trouble with our Father. I didn't mean for things to get as out of hand as they did. But before I knew it, I found myself in a position where I could no longer keep myself afloat without any help. I knew I was in trouble. I knew I had done wrong. I knew I would be punished and was even worthy of punishment if anyone found out. But I couldn't live my life of lies anymore. So I went to our dad to confess. Now our father is a kind, compassionate, loving, and merciful father. And it is because he is so kind, compassionate, loving, and merciful that he is also just. And while this latest screw-up, though it was a personal breaking point for me with all my mess-ups and attempted cover-ups, was hardly the first time I had gotten myself into trouble. Oh, but our loving, merciful father just kept bailing me out over and over and over again. He kept giving me chance after chance with little retribution for what I had done to try again. But after years of making the same mistakes and taking no action to actually make changes, it was as if dad being forced into it by my arrogance and refusal to change finally took a firmer stance and looked at me and said, I will not be mocked for much longer. And it was then and only then that I started to get his message. Yes, it was then and only then that I finally began to realize what I was in for and what I fully deserved. And to be honest, it was at this time, because of an increase in humility that comes from growing in self-knowledge, that I began to prepare myself for what seemed like the inevitable. I was going to have to pay the price in full this time around. Yep, I was sure of it. My get-out-of-jail-free cards were all used up. By this time, the contrition growing in me was so great that there was even a part of me that wanted to pay the price for what I had done. After all, I knew I deserved it. Yeah, I knew I had been playing with fire and the time had come for me to get burned. As I called out to our father this time around, certain of my inevitable doom, something happened that I wasn't expecting. Yep, my brother Jesus showed up. Overhearing the conversation I was having with our father, Jesus, much to my surprise, had something to say about it. Now, just for the record, Jesus has always been dad's favorite. I mean, it's kind of obvious why, so I'm not jealous of it or anything. After all, it's kind of impossible not to love Jesus once you get to know him because, well, because he is love itself. And that, you see, is why dad listened to him when he stepped in between our father and me, just as our dad's justice was about to be poured out. Not wanting to see me get hurt any more than I had to, Jesus began pleading on my behalf. In my pride, my pride that wanted to refuse to let him help, I tried desperately to stop him. Yeah, I tried to tell Jesus that our Father had every right to be angry with me and that I was deserving of his punishment, but Jesus wouldn't hear it. He just kept standing between the two of us, between our Father and me, never questioning for a second 
what he was doing. That's so him. Jesus, this perfect brother of mine, kept talking with dad, saying things like, yes, I understand, Father. I understand all of it. And that is why I also understand there is another way. Yes, I know there is another way. We all know she can change. We all know she can do better. Please, I'm ready. Let's continue in this other way. Son, our father replied, as you know, the damage has been done. And as much as it may pain me, my justice is crying out. Someone has to make up for what has happened. I'm so sorry. As you know, this other way is the only way forward without her losing her life. Yes, I know, Father, Jesus responded humbly. And that is why I am agreeing to let you continue as you will. Please continue. I'm ready. Send me in her place. Let me receive the punishment she was meant to receive. Let me take the beating. Let me suffer the pain. My strength is in you, Father, and in doing your will. And I want to do this if this is indeed what you want me to do. I want to spare her from what she right, rightly deserves, for she is too weak, too broken, and too lost to survive it in faith. So send me in her place. And in time, she will see what I've done, what we've done, and that will be enough for her to change. I know it will be enough. You know it will be enough. I repeat, let me show her how much I love her by doing this for her, and she'll finally understand. My love for her, our love for her, will finally begin to make sense to her, and the knowledge of this love will finally give her what she needs to change. Please, Father, I'm ready and willing. Send me in her place. I sat in anguish as Jesus and our Father discussed my judgment in front of me. Though I cringed at the thought of my brother suffering in my place, I was so moved by his resolute determination that I couldn't speak. Instead, I was paralyzed in awe by what was taking place. Then, somewhere in the midst of my awestruck paralysis, Dad finally broke the silence and spoke. My son, he responded in the fullness of love and in the fullness of time. This is my holy will. Go. With that, tears filled my eyes, and I fell to my knees, wailing in pain and disbelief. No, please, no, don't do it, Jesus. You have done nothing wrong. Please, you don't have to do this. I don't deserve you or your love. I don't deserve your sacrifice. Please don't go. Don't do this. My dear sister, Jesus then called out, bending down in front of me, drying my tears and looking into my eyes. You are wrong. Yes, you are very, very wrong. You do deserve all of this, and not because of the greatness of your deeds, which, as you now know, have been nothing, but because of who you are. You are my beloved sister, and I've loved you from the very moment our Father created you. What you are describing as an unfair sacrifice for me, I am considering a great honor, because our Father is asking it of me. I am not only willing to pay the price for you. I am not only willing to suffer and die to prove my love for you. I am honored to do it. Yes, I am honored to save your life. So do not weep for me. 
Just receive my love and let me do this. Let me save you. And so that's what I did. Though unworthy of being saved and deserving of my own punishment, I let Jesus, my brother, save me. I let him suffer and die in my place. Yes, I let him pay for what I had done. And you know what? He was right. As it turned out, letting him do this was the very thing that finally broke my heart of stone and in so doing opened the door of grace that allowed me to change. Yes, letting him make this ultimate sacrifice of self in atonement for my sins was what finally reconciled me with our Father and what proved to me in so doing how very much I am loved. And while once I realized this, once I realized how very much I am loved, nothing in my life has ever been the same. So how would I describe Jesus to someone who knows nothing about him? Well, I'd start by simply saying that Jesus is my brother. My brother who loved me so much that he couldn't bear to see me get into trouble. My brother who loved me so much that he couldn't live knowing that I would die. My brother who loved me so much. Sorry. That he gave up everything just so that I might have the chance of knowing how much I was and am loved by our Father. In short, Jesus is the man, the God-man to be exact, who saved me from death and gave me new life. And while all that is left for me to do now is spend my days remaining faithful to him as I thank him ceaselessly for all he's done and grow in ever-increasing ways in my love for him. So that's him. That's Jesus, my brother. He's pretty awesome, huh? (laughs) And oh yeah, I almost forgot the best part. He's your brother too. My friends know that I am praying for you in a special way. Um, And as always, I humbly ask that you keep me in your prayers as well. I'm going to close with the prayer that closes that reflection I just read to you um, on this month's episode. Again, that was reflection number 238, Jesus, My Brother, which is found in The World is Noisy, God Whispers, Volume 2, My Trials and Tribulations. So I'll end with the prayer that ends that, and then with some of the scripture that ends that reflection as well. Um, I'll end with Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. Um, Wow. Okay. Have a blessed, fruitful, holy week. I will see you all at the foot of the cross. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love you, my Lord and Savior. I love you, my God. I thank you now and forever. I thank you for standing in my place and for taking the beating that I rightfully deserved. With everything I am, I want to thank you for what you have done and for the gift you have gained for me. With everything I am, I want to sing of your praises. With everything I am, I want to prove my love to you. And so, help me to do just that. Help me to spend my life, here and in the next, proving how very much I love you and showing others how very much you are worthy of our love. I love you. I thank you. 
I praise you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now, Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we still were sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely then, now that we have been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more surely, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Reconciliation. 